This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, I don't know about any of you lot, but I'm absolutely knackered. It's been a very long day. <laughs> yeah, I can that sentiment. A very, very long day. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though, trying to keep up with it, mate. One thing, everything's confirmed. Uh, next minute, summit's changed, summit's cancelled, new players jumped in. Uh, typical deadline day, don't you think? If anything, it's probably been, it's been a little bit underwhelming in the end result for us so far. I mean, there's still a bit of time in there. I think, you know, I mean, across the board, it seems to be nothing really major has happened anywhere, has it? No, nothing major. But I think, didn't Alex Neil come out and say that we weren't going to be publicising pretty much everything? So all you've got to really rely on is the uh, the old in-the-know pages and, and all that business. I mean, I'd rather us just get a notification at 10 o'clock that we've signed five players. That'll do for me. Uh, I don't really care either way. Uh, or 11 o'clock, rather. Um, so... Yeah, I know you're on the way home, mate, so thank you for joining. Uh, thanks to everybody else as well. Uh, this is very much like your stage, so you know, we'll, we'll definitely run through normal stuff. So if anyone ever listens to the pod normally, um, you know, this is a very much a standalone episode. So this is all about you. Like This is about your thoughts on the transfers. So you can either request to speak or, of course, you can leave a comment and we'll, we'll go through them as well. It's always more fun if people speak. So um, hopefully we'll be hearing from some of you. Uh, I guess... Dan, I mean, you've you've got a great memory for this type of thing, right? So, is it fifteen players, sixteen if we count Chico? I guess uh, in terms of like confirmed signings. I don't think I've ever known a window like this. If I'm quite honest with you, this is the busiest I've ever known as a Stoke fan, at the very least. Yeah, it's um, sixteen signings is massive, isn't it? I don't think we've, I've never known close to this. Um, and like I said, they've all come from all four corners of the globe as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's a such a massive change in tact as well, and change in in approach to things, isn't it? So, uh, Kieran, sorry, you've wanted to speak. What do you make about the uh, the transfers and just the general business and the whole summer, not just today? Um, I think it's been uh, very good, really, considering the uh, in the last how long we've been in the in the championship, really. So, I'm quite impressed, really. 
which particular transfer? I mean, I'll give us there's 15 of them, so you might need a list in front of you. But oh, no. uh, which is the particular transfer that it, that kind of excites you more than the others? Do you think? Um, out of all the ones we've signed, I think, I think the obvious one would obviously be Ivedigal because he started like he's he's just started just incredible, really. Uh, the goal was in against Watford and and uh, Rotherham and all that lot. So, yeah, um, I think Ejikini uh, um, looked um, a, a they got loan signing, but I'm not surprised he's been he's been a record really. Considering the rumours about him, but yeah, I was, I was going to say, I, I think I said to Dan, I can't remember if I said this on the pod or whether I said it privately, I can't remember, but I'll, I'll say it again anyway. So, I think with Chico, I think what, what we might have found is that earlier on the window, obviously, we, we signed him quite early, um, and maybe we didn't quite think we were going to have as much success in terms of signings as we kind of anticipated. And my gut feeling is that potentially he was coming in thinking he was going to be the main man. And then all of a sudden, he's got five or six other players who can all play in his position. And I'm just wondering whether he's maybe said something, not gone down very well with Alex, you know, trying to play, maybe he played the big I am uh, and all that business. Because if, if anything is pointed out to me, I guess, in the last 24 hours, that Instagram post that he put out, it felt a bit like the whole, um, you know, like Balotelli, look at me, I'm the best. How dare you, you know, speak bad of me and if that's the type of attitude he's got I don't want him anywhere near the club anyway so it just feels to me like that's maybe his perception it's a, it's a guessing game we'll never really know the right reason but uh, you've got to trust Alex to to make the right calls we've had enough Id- idiots let's just call them that we've had enough idiots over the years we don't really need that again do we so there's a few yeah. there's a few uh, there's a few gaps um, but we will uh, we'll definitely get on to them but no Kieran thanks for joining me um, if you want to put yourself on mute I'll let you stay as a speaker we'll come we'll come back to you uh, as well uh, Jake you've been waiting uh, patiently uh, what's your thoughts on the summer business and obviously the the one player who has been confirmed finally is obviously uh, Lyndon Gooch from from Sunderland I mean what's your what's your overall thoughts to that one um I think he's, he's a, a good signing. He's a, he's a solid squad sign, isn't he? He's not he's not there to break the first team up in any shape or form. I think he is one of those players that if the likes of Hoover or um, Stevens, players like that, get injured, maybe even further up in the pitch as well, he's there to do a job. And I think that's probably what we've been lacking. And I said this last time, is that we've always seemed to sign players and have a good start in eleven, but we've never really had a good squad. We've always had like top—I wouldn't say top players, but good players for the starting eleven. And then our benches, yeah, players that could could potentially do a job. Whereas I think this season, I think Neil's come in and he said, right, we need players at two of every position that can compete, but can also play in different positions, be very versatile and really push the players that are in that starting eleven to keep those performances consistent. Or if they don't, then that those players off the bench will come in and, and take immediate replacement. And I think that also probably what didn't what's not helped Chiquinho. Like you've said, he thinks he's going to be the big I am. He's come in expecting it to be a walk in the park. Struggled. And not like the fact that he's not a, a starting player and it might be the same from Wolves perspective they've probably sent him out on loan expecting him to be guaranteed starter every week a little bit like Hoover and because Neil's not taken that and gone no he needs to earn his place 
he's obviously bottom lips gone and um, I think Wolves have probably said right well we'll take him back and send him out somewhere where we know he's going to get played and that Instagram post it, it, it really it really irritated me because he could have quite honestly come out and said no I'll I'll, I'll put um, the performance in I'll, I'll work hard to, to come and put pressure on, on whoever's ahead of me and it seems like he's just not wanted to do that at all. And he's, he's like I say, gone back over to Portugal, where, let's be honest, it's obviously a lot easier, a lot less physical league than, than, where, he's come, um, than where he's at with us. So, I mean, I think ahead of all of our transfer um, business, yes, Villegal's definitely up there with probably our, our top performer. But I still think Stevens has been one hell of a sign-in. We've lacked so long at that left back position when we've had Stephen Ward, Tymon even when Eric Peters sort of came towards his end of um, playing for us, we've never really seemed to have a left back that could come in and get an 8 out of 10 every week and even against Ipswich it weren't the best performance by the team I think Keith, for me, has been our signing of the summer so far just because he's been consistently strong and consistently performing. And that's probably why the likes of time is probably looking to sort of move on because he knows he's never going to reach that consistency, consistency in performance with us. And he probably sees himself better off at a, a club where the the challenge isn't that high and that's why for me I say Steven's been absolutely phenomenal and I'll argue with anyone to say different to be honest No I, th- I think you're right I, I think he surprised a lot of people uh, I wouldn't I'd, I wouldn't say necessarily surprised me because I'll be honest I think like I don't know, I think a lot of Stoke fans probably didn't know an awful lot about him before he even signed and I was a little bit like looking at the list of transfers thinking is there any underwhelming ones? This was earlier on in the season. Uh, is there any underwhelming ones? And he was one of the ones that, again, on paper, could have been an underwhelming one. But when you look to actually have his background and what he's, you know, what he's achieved so far in football and his experience, I think it was probably a bit naive to, to think like that. And I, I think you're spot on. He's coming well, and you mentioned it right at the very beginning. I think the one thing we can say about all of these players is they can all play in more than one position, pretty much. Like you say, Gooch can play left back, right back. He could probably fill in for further, you know, further the pitch if needs be. But I think we've all said that you know Henry's great at right at right back, but in terms of his defensive capabilities, probably where he's a bit frail going forward. We know how good he can be. Um, you're right. If Timon goes, then you know we need someone who can potentially cover there. We'll get on to uh, Mr. Junior uh, shortly. But um, yeah, I think Stevens has been a bit of a surprise for a lot of people. So I think that's what impresses me most about Alex Neal's business is that we haven't just got a static player who only plays on the left or only plays on the right. There's going to be so much fluidity. And the fact that us as Stoke fans cannot predict what team we're going to have out means that the opposition can also not predict what team we're going to have out. Like how many times we've been able to say that as a Stoke fan over the years? We've been very, very predictable since we got relegated. I think. Yeah, yeah. and we're we're predictable in our transfers as well. Well, we have been predictable in our transfers that we've always signed bang average players that have played in the prem, not made the court, and then dropped down to the championship and and come to us and again been very bang average. Now, like I say, this is the first time this season's probably. I probably since the days of when we signed likes of Shakiri and Artovich and Bojan and players like that, where I have no idea who who's coming in. Like we're we're being linked linked with so many players that 
one we've not heard of in the past because obviously they play in leagues that aren't really as recognised as as where we're where where we're at. But also, like I say, players that like I say last season I wouldn't even dream like Thomas Sante. Now I know obviously some of the fans have got a bit of an issue with him with what he did to Wilmot, um, but. Like if you'd have said last season, oh, we're we're being linked with players like that, you'd have gone, well, that's crazy because they're never going to move towards because that's a massive drop down. Whereas now we're competing with the likes of um, Leeds, Southampton to players. I mean, there's obviously a few that have, have we've missed out on, like Sante and potentially Ross Stewart and things like that. But that's purely down to being outbidded, and that's because of obviously their parachute payments. Um, but like I say this this season we're really competitive and we're competitive against the the better teams and the the teams that we need to be competitive to not teams like Bristol City and Barnsley and and teams like that where it's a bang average player that's not played for or it's or injured constantly. So it, it's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely is, mate. And we'll stay if you want. If you want to stick around, um, just twitch out on mute for us, mate. I'll, I'll come back to you shortly. Greg, you've been waiting extremely uh, patiently, mate. So thank you very much. Just want to try and give everyone a fair uh, crack of the whip, really. So um, you've heard obviously what Jake had to say uh, on that one, Greg, around kind of you know Stevens. Um, one of the questions that actually came in off the back of that was from Lewis saying the only worry with Stevens is his injury record. Injury records. I think you've got to be injured to play for Stoke, anyway, right? Um, so, oh, there you go. Yeah, I can hear you now, mate. No, I just wanted to really, you know, on Jake's point, there's two things that I think that come out of this transfer window. Firstly, Stevens was such an intelligent signing. We've obviously got some real strength from from Hoover in in his ability from the right hand side, and and that has to be balanced in the Championship. You can't just throw two fullbacks forward hoping for the best. And as Jake said, Stevens looks like such a solid defender. All right, all his age and everything else, he may be a little slower than than other players that are available within the group. But I think what it speaks to for me is that Alex Steele, despite the volume of work we've done in this transfer window, none of it seems ill-conceived. None of it seems ill-thought-out. He's looked at it. He's looked at what he's got. He's looked at the strengths. Obviously, he, he clearly wanted to bring Hoover back to the group and he's got a left back who can sit in that allows Hoover to work to his strengths in terms of his ability to move forward and his the, the opportunities that he creates down the right hand side without feeling that we're going to be overloaded defensively. I, I just look at the work that he's done and think that, I mean this has been a, a kind of complete vault fast for the way that we've always done work. We've, we've, we've sat here for years and watched a succession of guys who've either been there, done that, or maybe come for one last payday. And you look at this group of players and, and look, it could all go it could all go horribly wrong. The championships, that kind of league. But it's I think for me and I think for a lot of Stoke fans, it's impossible not to be excited. You look at the quality of players that have come in and, and, and you just think there's nothing not to be excited about. And I think the, the biggest thing I would say for Jared and for, for Alex Neal is I don't feel any of them are hurried or rushed. I feel they're quality signings that they genuinely believe will help push the club forward. Do I, do I expect us to do unbelievable things this season? I genuinely don't. 
Do I think we might do something the season after? I really think that we could. And I think that's a huge credit to the management team. Let's be fair to the Coates family who've given them carte blanche to do the things that they wanted to do. And I'm I'm hugely excited. And I can't say I've felt like that for, for quite a long time. Clearly, the owners last season said to Alex Neal, just keep us up, keep us comfortable. And next summer, you've got a pretty much an open checkbook, obviously, to a certain extent. I think that's clearly what they've said. Because I think people made the comment, haven't they, really, that, Greg, that we haven't just signed a a first 11. We've signed an entire no. squad here. We, we've, brought a, we've brought a complete new group together, haven't we? And they, they've they've worked hard to look around the world to see. I mean, I watched Burger, as I'm sure many of the listeners did, on, on Tuesday night. And the value that I always put in a central midfielder is you, you it doesn't matter about that. They, they look like they're playing almost on a different pitch, like they get all the time in the world now. That's not going to change for Wouter Berger. He, he finds space and finds opportunities to play in. Uh, I thought May was, you can start to see the qualities that he's got. His first touch is unbelievable, the way that he brings players in. And you're just looking at these and all I can say, and, and, you know, big wares, he, he might look like a bit of a blunt instrument, but there's going to be times in a championship season, you're going to need blunt instruments to get you, you know, to, to hold the ball up and get you further up the pit. I can see value in that purchase. And I have to be honest, I, you know, it's, it's got to be a good decade since I've genuinely felt like that, you know, when we started to bring the crouch in because you can move us further up the pitch. And then obviously we, we started to change and we remodeled through Hughes and we brought on Outovich, Shakiri, Bojan, all these little players. And you always felt that there was a purpose for bringing those players in. I can't remember a transfer window in the last six or seven years where you could be as excited as, as I think we all are right now. Uh, one thing I want to ask you actually about Greg, um, if you don't mind. So, Yorkshire Stokes asked us, said, brilliant window so far. Uh, I'm hoping for obviously junior and a centre back, maybe Twanzibi. I mean, this actually opened to Jake or Dan as well, actually. But uh, Twanzibi is a name, obviously, we mentioned a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. a few weeks ago. Do you think that one, I mean, he, he hasn't signed for anyone, it's been bloody silent on him. <laughs> Uh, would you take him at this late stage of the window? And I, I, I've not said this for a long time. I would trust the guy. Let, look, I think Twanzebe is excellent. I'm sure all of us agree with that. But there is a high risk, high reward element with Twanzebe. If we could get, if we could guarantee we could get 30 games this season out of him, I don't think there's anybody who's listening to this conversation right now who wouldn't say we'll, we'll take him. But there's, there's just he's fragile. You know, he's got Papa Doms for knee. Sorry to interrupt you, Greg. Uh, Timon's gone, mate. Confirmed. As a, as a, yeah. yeah Timon's gone. Well, you know what? He's he's not he's not what we're looking for right now. I think he's he's always given everything that he's got in a Stoke shirt. Uh, there was there was probably as we all remember, there was probably a, a, a an eight week, ten week period last season when he was a he was a proper bright spot in which was a you know a dark cloud over the club. So I hope he finds his form. I hope he pushes on, and I hope he has a fantastic career. He certainly leaves with my very very best wishes. Yeah, I mean, from, from the player that we saw when he first signed, who looked out of his depth, even playing football, he's, re- he's really turned it round. So I, I'm, I'm sad to see him go, but I think the fact that he's now confirmed has gone, for yeah. me, that means yeah. that there's only one thing and that's going to be a replacement. So I maybe expect an announcement. I mean, it's what, 10 minutes till the window closes. We yeah. know what it's yeah. like in terms of 
you know, deals will be confirmed for probably at least an hour or two after this. So yeah. we, we will stay until half 11, but I agree with you totally. Like, Timon, he's been a decent player. Well, what did we sign him for? Can you remember how much it was? Pretty low, and he's been a, he's been a sort of shining light in the group. It's clear that he's only, Alex is only going to allow one of his fullbacks to push on. I think he has high hopes for Hoover. And, and look, this is a second season on loan. Who knows what happens next year? Maybe he might really fancy coming in and jumping on the, the you know, the good ship potters. Let's, let's Let's certainly hope so in the in the displays that he's given us. Yeah, for sure. And and let's be honest, he could go back in January. So yeah. that's something to, to keep in mind. Um, obviously, the Ben Davis uh, approach has obviously been rejected uh, as well. Whether we go back in, apparently we didn't offer him enough money, whatever that means. If it was a loan, I'm assuming it's a fee. But Dan, a couple of the questions I want to just run past you, actually, because we've had an absolute ton of questions come in. So, um, well, I mean, SCFC says centre-half needed. I'd probably agree. Uh, if not Twanzebe, uh, which again probably is unlikely. I think we would have seen something rumoured a little bit more on that one since. Um, what do you make to the potential uh, of somebody like Davis coming in um, on loan? I mean, I know they said that it was rejected earlier, but that was at least an hour or two ago, um, and that's when it was reported. So chances are that would have happened several hours ago potentially. Would you take Davis coming in on loan, and I don't know, maybe a chance to sign him permanently if everything? kind of works out he's he's got plenty of experience for me uh, yeah obviously he's worked with Alex Neil before as well which always helps um, so yeah I'd be uh, really up for, for for getting him in obviously you know the, he was signed by Liverpool wasn't he from Preston a few years ago and obviously you know, they, they, they had their pick of, of any centre half in the division really and they chose him so that just shows the level he was playing at it might not have worked out for him there but you know he's, he's gone and played for Rangers since um, yeah, I think he'd be a great, a great um, arrival. I totally agree with you, Dan. And hi, HC. I just noticed your uh, hand go up. Then uh, thanks for obviously keeping us up to date as well with some of the the stories we've all seen. Uh, it's been appreciated. So uh, yeah, uh, keep up the uh, the good work, mate. Um, Couple of the well, she was just had an absolute ruck of about fifteen in one go. Second, let me just have a quick look through these. Uh, actually, they're all saying that everyone basically saying Timon's gone. Um, I think that was pretty much it, but yeah. Hey, see, I, mean, have you, I know you're uh, you're somebody who likes to have a uh, a bit of a, a natter as well, mate. So feel free to get involved if if you want to. Uh, if you've got any uh, late deals to tell us about or any rumours, then uh, we're very much welcome to to listen to them. What I wanted to to kind of speak about as well as obviously the incomings and. Jacob Brown, I mean, obviously that's one of the main outgoings. I've seen the kind of list of outgoings, and I'll be honest, there's a lot of like younger loans and, um, and a number of players that, to be honest, would never have made it into the first team. Uh, what does everyone think about the whole Jacob Brown leaving? I mean, I've seen him a few times play for Luton now, and he, I'll be honest, he doesn't look any different than he did at Stoke. And, you know, Luke, he works his backside off. Uh, you know, he gave everything. You can't doubt. You know, you can't doubt the guy for that, and you can't knock him for it. Um, I always thought that he would be well out of his depth in the Premier League, and I've not changed my mind on that. But if we got the rumored five to six million quid, then um, you know maybe that was a, a good deal to have. Uh, Kieran, obviously you're you're back with us, mate. Uh, what did you make to the whole Jacob Brown leaving? Were you overly bothered, or did you think it was good business? I mean, are we are we ever really going to see? whatever the reported fee was three to five million quid again for Jacob Brown I just think it was good business at the right time personally I thought it was a um, I thought got him at a good price really considering how much I brought him for but um, I watched him um, it's an art against uh, um, West Ham he looked okay but I think 
Luton are building a team for the Championship, aren't they, let's be honest? Yeah, they, they are. And it's one of them that was always going to be a difficult thing. I mean, I know they just signed a couple of players on loan from Arsenal and stuff like that. They're, they're nobody that I've barely even heard of, quite, quite frank with you. So you're right. I think they are preparing for, for the window. And look, you know, West Brom and, and teams like that, they made a very good living out of going up and coming down like a yo-yo team. So there's nothing wrong to say that that's the way about it. I mean, if, if you said to us, you know, Luke, we'll go up this season, you know, we'll squeeze up through the playoffs or whatever and get relegated next season and then go back up again or have a chance of going back up again the, the one after and maybe staying there, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Like, it's good. When we, when we all got promoted years ago, I would definitely argue, and you, you may disagree with this, but I would argue that that was far easier of a Premier League to try and stay in than it is now. I think that the, the gulf in money is ridiculous. I mean, you've seen some of the fees that players are going for right now. It's bloody ridiculous. I mean, do you see Stoke spending 20, 30, 40 million on players? Absolutely not. So I, I think any team going up is going to struggle to stay in the in the division now. Oh, yeah. Like I say, when Emmy got promoted, I think Harry Power were like, um, yep, Stoke are favourites to go down, proved them wrong. But I think over the years we were in the Prem, we did spend some major money. For example, on um, Imbula and Ivime from Spurs, which uh, when we think how much they cost Spurs at the time, yeah. Daniel uh, Lever was proper rubbing his hands together, wasn't he, at that time? No, you're right, he, he was for sure. And I don't think I've actually asked you this one. We've talked about, again, I'm just going through a few comments, but kind of it instigated the, the question. The whole Chico situation or Chiquino, whatever you want to call him, he's, he's always known as Chico on this pod, you might, might figure out. Uh, what, what did you make of the whole saga? Were you, were you bothered that he went? There's nothing wrong with an ego if you can keep it in check. Um, and I think that's one thing he he definitely, definitely he, he definitely couldn't. Um, I think yeah, just I've just seen that you know a few pages and Stoke and stuff like that putting some bits on about time and two point seven million for time and as we said earlier, I think that's good business. And they've just bad, someone's bad. yeah, no, it's not bad. And someone's just put the video back up of the uh, the cheesiest announcement video ever, which was Josh giving the uh, the thumbs up to to the camera. I mean, that is such an awkward video. But, uh, On a throwback. <laughs> yeah, throwback. Uh, a classic. Um, I'm just going to have a quick refresh to see if anything else is going on. I think it's, as you said, I think it's been quite quiet on the whole signing publicly. Of the Gooch signing. Uh, I, I think, personally, as I, I think I said earlier, like, Gooch is, for me, a good, solid signing. We need cover. We know that. Uh, now, if we get Junior, great. That I think the guy can play on either side. I think he. I think he's Got from the videos I've. News. Oh, uh, yes, uh, here it is. So Stoke City have completed the season-long loan signing of Montenegro international Siad Haks Abanovic from Celtic. Sorry, what was his name again, Dan? Sorry, say again. Haks Abanovic. Ten out of ten for that, Dan. <laughs> That gets you three million points on Scrabble. <laughs> about Wordle? Oh, Wordle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you have to uh, scroll across the screen. <laughs> well, Dan, I'm going to let you um, go and find us some stats on this guy, mate, because I'm going to be honest, the first time I saw his name was, what, was it yesterday? Uh, yes. I'm really interested in late last night, wasn't it? Jake, we haven't heard from you in a bit, mate. What do you, what do you think about this one? Do you know much about the guy? completely honest I ain't got a clue um, but I mean he's an international player so he must have some good pedigree about him I mean people laugh and joke about the Scottish League and the standard that, that they play but it's still 
it's still obviously one of the top leagues in um, across Europe. So again, Celtic won't, won't spend the money on him if uh, they didn't see anything on him. And plus, they wouldn't let him out on loan. They'd want to get rid of him straight away on a permanent if he wasn't good enough. So it's one of those, mate. I mean, like I say, we, we take a gamble. Chiquinho, um situation with with him he, when you look at it, he barely played much for Wolves, and he they signed him from Portugal for for a few million and everyone got excited when we when we signed him on loan so it could be the complete opposite for Chiquinho coming in and absolutely smash it so um, I'm reserved um, maybe we might see him tomorrow if uh, if it all went through in time um, and if we do fingers crossed for him for a, a, on his debut goal hopefully hopefully I mean what do you think the fact that it's a left winger I mean I, I, I said this to Dan the other day it feels like we're very Heavy. We've got a lot of cover now in those wide spaces. Um, is it good to have cover? Are we too heavy and he's going to have a problem keeping them busy? Or, oh, sorry, keeping them happy, rather? I mean, it's it's one of those situations where you look at the left-wing um, options that we've got and obviously time has gone, so that's a left-wing, well, left-wing, left-wing back option gone. Obviously, there was a lot of um, question about Campbell, whether he was off, that doesn't seem to be happening now. Again, whether a, a late bid might have come in and we've or a bit earlier today, and we've gone. Maybe we should just bring someone in just in case um, we get an offer that's too good to refuse for him. Vidigal's obviously. I don't know what, what is updating the injury. I don't know if he's back tomorrow or in a couple of weeks. Um, it, it's a it's a weird one because when I don't know if you remember when obviously we had Nathan Jones as manager he was very much a case of I want two or three players for every position and it, it raised a lot of questions ago and how how do you keep every single player happy but when you look at it Nathan Jones' success was better none at Stoke so you're not going to keep players happy whereas if you've got an Alex Neal team where not everyone's playing every week but they're getting some minutes and the team's up uh, towards the top end of the table and they're doing well does that help keep the positivity flow and help people sort of go all right do you know what I can't really argue it when the guy in front of me is banging 20 goals in the season it, it it's one of those things where the where it'll either work or it'll completely blow up in your face and I think at the moment it's it's working well. Whether this, however you say it, I'll let Dan try and pronounce it again because I'm not. Um, whether he can play on the right, whether he's a, a, a potential number ten player as well. Whether he's, like I say, we we spoke about earlier that we've bring in players with it can play a number of positions, and with Jared's scouting reports and what what they've been looking at, maybe again we're bringing a player that is naturally a left winger, but has potential to be a really good right winger or a really good number 10 or someone up through the middle you just don't know and that I don't know whether to be nervous or more excited between the two um, but we'll certainly see and hopefully um, it's the latter of being excited Yeah well hopefully so uh, I'm just checking some of his stats out he's, uh, he's not really a goal scorer as such um, I've got some more breaking, more breaking news, news. <laughs> Go on Dan Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, Junior Chamadeo, detesting me with these names tonight, has said all his goodbyes to the, the staff and players and fans at Colchester on his Instagram account and thank them for his time there. Definitely. Oh. Must have been waiting for time and to be signed off and done for him to first confirm that, surely. Yeah, he's just posted three minutes ago, so looks like he's uh, in the door as well. Here we go. Everyone was worried, thinking, what the hell's going to happen? We're not sending anyone, and we do two in ten minutes. Uh, yes, yeah, so I was just catching up on a few of the comments. <laughs> uh, Mason Greenwood gone to Katafi. I can't believe anyone's touching him with a barge pole, quite frankly, but uh, yeah, whatever. Um, Pete Smith says that Arnie had a say in that Celtic player coming here instead of uh, obviously going elsewhere. That was from Dan Burgess. So, Dan, thank you. Uh, interesting. Uh, Dan, uh, again, uh, so I'll so quit Luke. Everyone, the comments going in quicker than I can get on them. <laughs> um, someone's laughing about the size of his teeth. <laughs> That's hilarious. They are um, natures, to be fair. Yeah, they are, aren't they? What the hell? I hope he doesn't go around biting anyone. He's not going to go and do a... Uh, Luis Suarez, 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 yeah. So Andy Steele, I'm not going to swear on this one because any kids listening, but effing boom, uh, is one that Andy's come out with. Um, and how have we not gone for a centre back main position we needed? Uh, well, Lewis, like Luke, at the end of the day, we just had two and ten minutes. You can't tell me they've both been done in ten minutes. So the window technically is closed, but we know as long as we've submitted the paperwork before eleven o'clock, then uh, we are fine. So uh, I really wouldn't worry. We'll stay with us a little bit longer. Um, so, yeah, uh, we potentially might have the, the junior one uh, coming through any second. So, uh, so I've got to look at any more comments that's coming through. I'm not seeing any more links at the minute. Um, yeah, so uh, thoughts on Bay. I, again, I think there's another one. It's a little bit of an unknown quantity. I mean, I think a lot of us have seen him of course, on YouTube, which you can never really get proper feelings about him. Um, my first thought when I watched Thor the video the other day is obviously the whole kind of language barrier, um, potentially. But I think, again, that's something that, uh, you know, he can he can sort out and, and whatnot. I'm not really bothered too much about that. He seems to be, yet again, another player that can play on either wing. He could play in the, you know, the Daniel Johnson position, but then you've got the likes of Berger, who obviously are going to want to play there. Uh, it certainly makes it interesting. Um, to see what's going to actually happen on that front, because I genuinely tomorrow could not tell you what our team's going to be, uh, which is uh, which is always always a positive thing. Um, so yeah, and answer to you, to, you know, to your question, Andy. Uh, yeah, very pleasantly. Um, not not surprised, but I'd say you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on. I don't think he will play tomorrow. I, I think it will be a little bit uh, too soon. Uh, Connor says uh, signing Bay is exciting. Um, and if anyone was listening to you know the the, the pod today, uh, I was in a box for the Rotherham game and I was having a chat with Ricky Martin and, and John Coates who, who dropped in. And I think they just finished the Bay uh, signing, actually. 
and they were uh, you know they were really positive like really really confident um they clearly had been quite excited by the conversation that they'd had so the guys coming in with you know the, the right attitude a fresh desire to want to you know make a name for himself because somebody like that is coming over from you know obviously Korea uh, he's got to prove himself. Yes, you can do it in those divisions, but can you do it in the championship and beyond? The simple answer is, well, we don't actually know until we try. So um, I agree. I think it's a very exciting signing, but um, let's try and keep a little ground at the same time. Kieran says, uh, Bay looks like our version of Matoma um, from Brighton. If he can do that sort of form, he could be impressive. Uh, yeah, and again, a few juniors deleted his post. I'm not quite sure what post in particular that refers to, Archie, but um, I know he was... I thought what was interesting about Junior earlier, he unliked his likes about all the Stoke stuff, which was a bit random. Um, so that's uh, an, another another one, uh, really, as well. Oh, okay, I can see the post that... Uh, must be the goodbye post that he's going on about. Uh, let me just quite... Let's just bring up the actual... Uh, post and read it out for you. So I want to firstly thank everyone associated with the club for the love and support they gave me since I first joined the club. I was given the opportunity as a 16-year-old when no one else did, and now I leave as a 19-year-old man having learned so much. The fans have been great with me and showing their support and sticking with me, uh, which I'll be ever grateful for. The last three years have been great experience, and I couldn't have asked for a better club and environment to begin my professional career. I show my brothers at the club and the best for the rest of the season and hope you achieve what you set out to do. So um, that was the comment from from him, and again, you, I, I've got to love, got to love the attitude. I think it shows a very grown up attitude. Uh, a player that was rumoured to have handed in uh, his transfer request back in July. Um, so Dan, uh, if we are to confirm Junior and it's all sorted, uh, it, it's a pretty positive signing. Would you say? Well, what the message before was right. So that post that he put up. Three four minutes after he put it up, he then took it back down again and deleted it. So, maybe he's had that in his drafts, and then he's accidentally posted his sort of craft. Quick, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, um, interesting. Well, I want to ask you as well because obviously, other than the players that we've talked about, uh, what other particular players are you most impressed with from what you've seen so far this season? I mean, me and you have talked about about Berger. Um, you know, we've talked about a few other players, but uh, but I think Berger in particular is probably one that most people are excited about. He started obviously against Rotherham, scored an absolute pearler within seventy seconds. Uh, you compared him, Daniel, very bravely, I'd say, to a Mister Stephen and Zonzi on the pod. Are you? Uh, are you still feeling the same way? I assume so. To double down on that and say yes, <laughs> he got in Zonzi's like telescopic legs. Do you know what I mean? They just sort of extend out and just tope at the ball. Seems to have that. Plays the game at his own speed. Always on for a pass. Caresses the ball. Switches it. Yeah. He uh, obviously, you know, bear in mind that. Back when Steven Zonzi was here, we were you know, mid-table in the, in the Premier League, and now we are looking to get up towards the top end of the Championship. So it's two completely different levels. But in this team, he could be that same sort of importance to me as Zonzi brought to his team when he played. Um, Tom has just uh, sent a bit of a screenshot or something. I think it was what the uh, again I'm going to say the Celtic guy because I ain't going to try that bloody name right. Um, so. Uh, 
Tom says, uh, I think it's a quote that he might have given, I played with Arnautovic before and he told me a lot of good things about the club. He said it was a family club that he loved it here and enjoyed his football here. So um, even as much as all the stick and abuse that Arnie got when he came back, he's still flying the, uh, the Stoke City flag. So uh, really happy about that one. Now, uh, one player that hasn't left, although he was rumoured to leave, was uh, Jacob Brown. Uh, sorry, not Jacob Brown. Apologies. Uh, Tyrese Campbell. We already talked about Jacob Brown. Tyrese Campbell. Um, Andy Steele's just made a comment. He says, it's refreshing for us to go and see uh, and sign young foreign players. This isn't normal for Stoke to do any of this type of business. But the next important part of business is signing Campbell up on a new contract. Um, me and Dan have been very vocal on the pod, and I think we're very aware and conscious that we don't want to look like a, a Tyrese Campbell fan club, right? But we've got to say what we what we see. Um, Greg, Jake, I mean, again, you boys have, uh, have probably got thoughts on this one. Campbell, are you in the Campbell's lazy camp or Campbell's a player we can't afford to lose camp? Well, uh, for me, I mean, I'm hugely in the Campbelling camp and always have been. I think the thing that's ham- hampered Campbell's career over the last two or three years is, is frankly, he's not had quality players to play alongside and it can be extremely difficult for him given his attributes he naturally comes in obviously off the, off that right hand side he's got a wand of a left foot I think he I think he's hugely capable and he's going to be surrounded by players who the manager believes and therefore by extension we should all believe that are capable of, of bringing out his best assets certainly I've seen a different side to Campbell since Wesley's come into the group he doesn't have to use his physicality as much, I'm hugely excited to see the next, uh, the next chapter of Campbell's career. One, one other thing I'd mention, by the way, just just as a by the by, we, we we're obviously as as a group, we're somewhat concerned about our maybe lack of activity from a centre half. But it's probably worth noting that both Twanzebe and maybe a player like Reggie Cannon, who, who's been discussed by 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 ourselves and other people on Twitter, you know, they're obviously they're freely available to move. I find it very difficult to believe, guys, that that Alex Neil would leave such an obvious hole in in our options. Given that he's he's gone out of his way to strengthen key areas, particularly in our forward capability, I just wonder whether there's a there's there's a rabbit going to be pulled out from a hat from a from a free agent perspective. So, just some extra food for thought. No, for sure. And I, I guess we we mentioned him. Twanzibi is not signed yet, so uh, maybe it's one of them that we've done the bulk of our business. And we, we've, let's let's be honest, we've still got plenty of money left. We haven't we've we haven't really spent all the money we've had from Suter. Uh, we haven't spent all the money that we've obviously had from uh, Jacob Brown as well. So there is plenty of money left. I do think we're going to keep our powder dry a little bit until probably January. Um, yeah, but it just feels it feels so inconsistent with the work that we've done, doesn't it? That most of the issues that we had within the group have been addressed at some significant length. And yet the one gap that we all know exists, you just wonder whether there's maybe there's maybe one more sort of magic rabbit to get pulled out of a hat during this transfer window. Yeah, absolutely fine. Um, I'm just going to see if there's any further news. Just give me one second. Have a quick, uh, a quick refresh. I think people are right. I've seen some comments that maybe the club have asked him to uh, to take that down. Uh, that particular comment, it wouldn't surprise me. I wonder what type of um, video release we've got for him. I thought, I thought, tell what, good shout out to the media team this summer. I think a lot of us have been very, very quick to slate them uh, for um, quite 
shocking media, to be honest with you, over the years. Um, but I'm just having a quick look now. Now, because you talked talking about defenders, and I think you probably got a point actually there. Uh, to, to be honest with you, so a Kagbu, I think, is the one. Um, obviously, a backup defender that's been on the bench, of course. So yeah, it just makes you think. If if we have obviously let a Kagbu go, uh, we've let Connor Taylor go this winter. Um, Tom Edwards has obviously gone out on loan as well. Um, well, Lewis McCarry, I think he was more of a midfielder, if I remember rightly. So surely we haven't intentionally got rid of all those players uh, to not have a backup. So um, maybe there's a surprise one to go through. Uh, but another one that people were surprised about, we wanted us to sign another striker. Uh, Dan, do you think we've missed a trick by not signing another striker? Or do you think we've got enough cover up there now? Uh, I think when everyone's fit, we've we've got enough. But we've already seen you know, Vidigal's gone down. Uh, Ryan May's picked up an injury. So, if, if for example, if Wesley got injured now, are we back to Dwight Gale down the middle? Mm, yeah, potentially. Yeah. And I, I yeah. don't. And no, no. Dwight Gale did a decent job on shooting that, but that's not really in line with. The, the moving on of this club, and now the you know the, the sort of advancements that we've made over the summer, it feels like we'd be regressing if we then had to rely on on Dwight Gale to sort of lead the line. Just don't think he's fit in with the style of of, of everyone else. You know, the players that are coming, I think that having three forwards who maybe sort of all play and think on the same wavelength, and I'm not sure that Gale's game is as as fluid and as his movement is, is, is good enough to sort of interlink with them. You know what, as well, for all the difficulties we've got of saying these names, do you know, do you know the one man who would, is probably relieved that he no longer um, is involved with Stoke City? Do you know, do you know the man I'm thinking about? You, you leave Poor Nigel alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul Nigel Johnson, but he would have absolutely no no clue on how to do any of this. I just wish he was around now just for the amusements. I, no, Nigel's a, a, a national treasure for Stoke as well, Stoke, to be honest with you. So it's not a dig at him. He was a bit of a laugh. Um, look, I think he's better than what they have right now. I don't know if anyone else has, has been listening to any commentary recently on the uh, Radio Stoke. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't think that... Um, I just don't think he's up to up to scratch for me, uh, personal opinions and all that. Um, Greg, Jake, uh, sorry, Dan, Guam. Oh, sorry. Who's this, the new guy? Yeah, the new guy. Mm. He just hasn't quite got that Stoke connection yet, has it? Might come, silly days. You know, but, yeah, to me, it just, he feels like, it feels like a national reporter doing it for, like, Five Live rather than a, a local reporter doing it for, for a local radio station. There's not, there's not that sort of connection there at the minute, I don't think. Well, like I say, Taylor Dawes, I'm sure, you know, time for that to develop. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Greg, Jake, so uh, Connor Foster says we've missed out uh, on getting the likes of uh, Thomas Asante. Um, do you think that's a a missed opportunity or for the money they've been asking for, you know, three to five million, do you think we've dodged a bullet? I mean, me personally, I don't think it's worth that much. Um. I wouldn't necessarily have dodged a bullet with him. I think if we'd have signed him, it'd have been a good signing. However, we've we've already discussed about the number of options we've got up up top, and 
yeah, we we've obviously lost Vidigal, who's now might be back. Uh, May's obviously picked up a, a knock that I'm, I'm not sure how long he's out for. But then obviously you've got Wesley, you've got Campbell, you got, and we're all saying, oh, what if this person gets knocked, and what if this person gets knocked? And over the past few years, it, it's more likely to happen than unlikely to happen. But at the same time, can we afford to spend a five? million pound price tag on a striker and not guarantee him first game uh, games every week is he going to want to come to a club where he's not guaranteed first team football and that that's your main question and it all depends on whether what they want to do do they want to come play for the club or do they want to come and play every week there there is a significant difference um i don't think that we've we've not finish yet I know it's nearly half past 11 but if you look at um, the um, Albanian lad that we've just signed or whichever nationality is um, that we've just signed all of his videos are in the middle of the day so is there potentially a couple more that they're just sprouting to um, let us know about probably tomorrow morning or even midnight just one last one or two last signings we don't know Um, but I personally don't think it's a, it, we've dodged a bullet. I think if there was an opportunity to get him for a, a, a value that was worth it, I think we would have done. But then obviously you look at all the rumours that as soon as we were highlighted that we were after him, there was a lot of reports of Premier League clubs, um, top ends, like say Southampton and Leeds, teams like that, then interested in, in him. Did that sway his decision? Has that delayed his opinion on whether he wants to make the move or not? And have we gone, well, if you're not committed to us, we'll move on to better things, whether that's now or Christmas, um, come January transfer. So, yeah, it, it, it's not a, it's not a, um, it's not, we're not dodged a bullet, but I don't think it's a, it, it's necessarily a bad thing at all. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, Greg, sorry. No, I completely agree with Jay, and I think the other thing that we've got to we've got to bear in mind is I think if we could have, if we could have fashioned an opportunity to get Dwight Gale off the wage books, then then Thomas Asante, you know, financially, I, it's it's quite weird in a way because we, I've, I've, I live in the West Midlands, so I speak. To, I've got friends who are West Bromwich Albion fans, and Thomas Asante, the attributes that they talk about sound an awful lot like Jacob Brown, and I'm not saying that we wouldn't benefit from having a Jacob Brown type player in the group. You know, somebody who is prepared to run the channels, prepared to work hard, doesn't mind putting their foot in and leaving a challenge. But but ultimately, I think we've worked so hard as a football club to bring in a little bit of. A, financial jurisprudence where we're we're being sensible in the way that we spend money if the bringing in thomas asante for whatever figure whatever arbitrary figure that we come up with but if you're bringing him in but we've still got dwight gale on we've got to imagine somewhere but you know the top end of 20 30 000 pounds a week and we've not been able to get him off the off the wage books then i think it would have been a step backwards i think we would have benefited benefited as a team to bring him in, but hopefully Dwight Gelb will be the last example of us bringing in a player who's, let's be honest, seen probably better days in their career, and yet we're giving them one last payday. That, that's hopefully it's a cautionary tale for, for our transfer activity moving forward that maybe the reason we haven't been able to bring Tom Sassante in is because we've been unable to get Dwight Gale off our, off our books. 
Yeah, which unfortunately is hardly surprising. I mean, what teams would have come in for him to offer him anywhere near a, a respectable wage compared to what he's on now? Uh, you know, he's not proved anything. It's not not his fault. We just got him two or three years too too late, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, so if anyone wants to have any final thoughts, we're going to finish this in about four minutes' time unless somebody signs bang on at half 11. Uh, but latest comments. So uh, Matt says, uh, Nige still gets them wrong when he reads them out in the Wado, but he's a top bloke. Uh, yeah, he absolutely is. Uh, Matt saying commentary is not great. They seem more bothered by the weather and buildings in the background rather than what's happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right, Matt. They, uh, that's the thing that bothers me. I don't care how many seats or if it's standing or seating or whatever it is. I much preferred it when it was like, was it Matt Sandos and... Uh, you know, I think Christ has been several over the years, but you know, local people who really are invested. Now, whether invested in Stoke Vale or Crew, it didn't really matter. You know, there were lo- there were local people that, for me, just brought a style and flair. And like Dan said, the guys knew, so maybe that will um, maybe that will come in time. Uh, and so, yeah, not going to completely slate him, but I want to see a better thing. Not that I listen to it that much, but I think a lot of people do. So. It's a fair comment. Um, so if there's any fan thoughts, uh, anybody want to get them in now, that would be appreciated. Otherwise, we'll probably wrap up. Uh, but, yeah, I think still no news as of yet. Oh, Ben Rowley, fans having a birthday on uh, deadline day. Um, let's have a quick look. Nothing else is coming through. Um, Matt Baker said he's buzzing to be back at Newport County on loan for the season. It should be interesting to see how he gets on there. Uh, we'll definitely still do the uh, the loan reviews, by the way. So anyone who has gone out on loan, um, we do speak to obviously a number of clubs. So we'll try and get a uh, loan updates on all these people that have gone out uh, just to see how how they're getting on. Dan's normally uh, mega sleuthing on that front. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say, yeah, we usually give it a few weeks um for them to sort of form an opinion on the players that we that they've landed, and also the first few weeks, uh, we've got all the transfers to talk about. Whereas obviously we we'll have that little gap in the podcast now, where we after uh, after tonight. So yeah, we'll um, stick a little loney review. I think uh, Tommy Simpkins top of the league with Sally Hall Mules. So that sounds like a, a good place to start next week. Yeah, for sure, mate. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch up with them. Uh, so a couple of uh, latest comments in, just because I think people are, are rounding up. So uh, SCFC says uh, Bashir Humphrey still hasn't gone to Swansea and us. He was allowed to leave on loan from Chelsea, uh, and the Chalabar deal has uh, collapsed with Bayern. Uh, Andy says, don't forget John uh, John Akers. That was the name I was looking for. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, John Akers. Um, Sanders aren't from Stoke. But yeah, at the same time, like they still did some really great commentary. Uh, but you're right, John Akers. I knew there was a name I was missing. Uh, yeah, John was a, was a nice guy. Um, Archie saying, uh, is there a possibility we can sign still from certain countries where windows are still open? Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think so. I think if they can sign players from us if their windows open, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think we our window closes and and yeah, that's it. Obviously, that's we can right. sign freebies. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Since it yeah. So the um, the Saudi window, not that I think they might be picketing, you know, Jordan Thompson or anything, but um, their window stays open for another week, I think. Um, but pretty much the rest of Europe, at some point either tonight or tomorrow will be sort of closing I know Italy's already closed hasn't it so Josh Lorenz you know that move that potential move has not come to anything um, 
But yeah, I think pretty much by in the next sort of twenty four hours, everywhere should be shut in Europe. But don't you worry, um, Mr. Thompson. I'm sure non league have got an open uh, space for you. Uh, you can go play there. Uh, so so harsh. I don't know why. I don't know why he's my boot all of a sudden. You've got to have one, haven't you? I told you the other day. What did I tell you last night? Forty two forty two and a half percent win rate. Second best in the squad. Not good enough for you. Shocking. Yeah, well, I'm sure Charlie Adam had the similar thing. He only played for five minutes a game and then ended up getting himself booked every time somehow. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway. So, Tim, final comment coming in really from here. So, have we left ourselves a bit light at the back? I think we've uh, basically mentioned that one. I think, yeah, in theory, yes. But we've obviously got confirmation of uh, obviously Junior hopefully to come uh, by the looks of it. We've still got freebies that we can sign as well after the window. Um, and yeah, Humphreys announced at Swansea uh, as, as a shame. Uh, so I know things weren't, weren't Swansea after Junior as well. I know there's a few players linked, and maybe that was the kind of an, an acceptance. We'll have Junior and you can have Humphreys. But um, yeah, either way, uh, I think we've in theory left ourselves light, but I don't think we will by the time uh, this is all done. So um, that is pretty much it so if anyone does obviously listen to the normal pod or doesn't listen to the normal pod rather uh, we have them out every single Friday uh, preview and reviews of the well the review of the prior game and we always preview that we've not missed a single one in three seasons and we don't intend to start now um, if anyone's coming late to this then this will be a normal podcast going out uh, probably tomorrow at some point uh, and that will just be uh, a bit of a kind of the full thing uned- unedited uh, take out some of the uh, the boring bits from Dan uh, I'm joking mate uh, and then uh, yeah feel free to, to tune in available on every single place if you want to go to the every step along the way uh, kind of website you'll be able to find it on there as well as Spotify and all the normal places uh, Stuart's gone to Southampton and so that one clearly didn't fall through as people thought then and I think that pretty much rounds up for the, this evening guys so thanks to everybody who's joined us really appreciate it um, it's a shame we haven't got more players to, to kind of announce on there uh, but keep an eye on the socials and we'll still keep everybody updated. So, uh, Greg, Jake, thanks for, very much for both of you getting involved. Really, really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you. Three points tomorrow, please. Oh, yeah. I, I, th- I don't, I've gone for 1 1, but my heart says we're going to sneak a win. Lovely. Cheers, chaps. Take care. So see everyone soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.